Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Turning your Bibles to Galatians chapter 6. And I want to teach from the subject, Overcoming Weariness. How did I make it this far? And I'm using as a subtopic the key to longevity. How do you have a 41-year anniversary for a church, for a marriage, for a choir, for anything? Overcoming weariness, building on the word of God, never quitting, never giving up. This is a simple message, and instead of focusing on just the pastor or the pastors, I want to focus on a principle and not just the pastor, because... This is the key to my life. Since 1974, I got saved. In 1980, when the ministry started, as that song goes, there was times I wanted to quit. In my mind, I quit, I don't know how many times, but, but it was because of weariness. And once I realized that weariness, the only thing that can stop anybody from accomplishing anything, then we need to understand that we can overcome weariness. Never giving up, never quit. What you going to do? How you going to defeat a person that never quits, never gives up? They just keep trying, keep picking themselves up. I don't care what you do. I don't care what the doctors say. They just stand for the healing. It don't matter what you say about on the job. They just keep believing God. I mean, you can't defeat a person who refuses to quit. And so I want to just give you a word of the Lord that God gave me, overcoming weariness, the keys to longevity. Why is it 41 years later and here we are, 2021, Pastor Dick, Sister Dick, still here? Because we, we refuse to give in to weariness. We all get weary at times. Matter of fact, the definition for weary is this. It means to lose heart and courage. To lose heart and courage. To become mentally and physically tired. And I dare say everyone under the sound of my voice, there's come a time in your life you have experienced weariness. You just became mentally and physically tired. Whether it was about a job situation, marriage, children, finances. What the enemy wants to do is wear down and wear out the saints. Are you listening to me? It means also uh, to lose heart and courage. I said the other day, I said people don't quit because they're tired. They be quit because they, are, they become discouraged. When you become discouraged, you get tired. And that's what I'm here for, to encourage you. What's the opposite of, of, of courage? Discourage. And what the enemy will do, he'll use your children, family, home, marriage. Fight. It doesn't matter what the, what, the, what the situation is. He just wants you to quit. And people give in to that. That's why we've got to renew our strength and stay connected to Jesus. The reason people get weary and tired is because they allow things to separate them from the vine. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branch. Without me, you can't do nothing. We get too busy. We don't go to this word. We get too busy. We lose our prayer life. We get caught up. A lot of people became weary during this pandemic. A lot of them just gave up. I mean, we was isolated. It cut down all the venues, no sports. No restaurants, no school, no this. And people got weary. They quit reading their Bible. They quit praying. And what the enemy 
wanted you and I to do was just give up, quit, because we lost courage. But I want you to know, thank God, God renews our strength. And that's what grace is. God told Paul when he got weary, Lord, let this thing depart from me. Three times God spoke to him and he finally said, my grace is sufficient and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Did you catch that, what he called grace? Strength. When you're at your weakest point, my grace, my strength is made perfect. And so we must stay encouraged. And sometimes you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. You can't wait on Pastor Dick. I can't go home with you. There are things that we have to encourage ourselves to do and things that we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. And so uh, look at Galatians chapter 6. Look at verse 7 through 9. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 9. The keys to longevity. How do you outlast the devil? How do you outlast trials and tests? How do you stay with anything? Pastor, what was the key? Why is it that you and Sister Joyce and, 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 and your son, why can y'all stand 41 years later and, and do, what was the key? Well, we refused to quit. One of the keys were we would not allow weariness to set in. It's not because we didn't feel it. It's because we wouldn't give in to it. Galatians chapter 6, look at verse 6, uh, excuse me, uh, verse 7 through 9 says this. It says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now notice the deception here. When the Bible tells us do not be deceived, we must find out what area of our lives God is trying to warn you and I to not allow deception to come in. It's, a, it's amazing how people be, read this as something negative. He said, don't be deceived. God is not marked. In other words, God set this in motion. He says, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, most people turn to the negative right here. And if you read carefully, God was trying to emphasize the positive. He said, he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. That just simply says the flesh profit. Now, that ain't necessarily talking about sin, drugs, alcohol. Of course it's talking about that. But sowing to the flesh can be just watching television. That's just gratifying your flesh. He said you don't get nothing out of that. He said if you spend all your time sowing to the flesh, that's doing fleshly things, and you, you're just going to corruption means decay. It's going to die. It's not everlasting. But then he goes on to say, but he that soweth to the spirit, and it's not just talking about the Holy Spirit. It's talking about your spirit. If you read Galatians, the whole 5th and 6th chapter, it says, walk in the flesh, the, the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It wasn't talking, of course, the Holy Spirit, if I sow the Holy Spirit, pray. Of course, but he's talking about your spirit. He's talking about putting the word of God in your spirit, praying in your spirit, keeping your spirit built up. Are you listening to me? Sowing in the spirit. My words are spirit, they life. Praying prayers, that's sowing in the spirit. Encouraging people, that's sowing in the spirit. The soul soweth the word. What you think I'm doing now? I'm teaching people all over the world. I'm sowing to your spirit. This is not fair. He says that we sow to the spirit. Just keep sowing to the spirit. Keep praying. Meditating the word of God. Speaking the word of God. Praying prayers. Walking in faith. Walking in the word of God. Because my words are spirit in their life. He said you shall up, you shall reap life everlasting. Now look at the next verse. And let us be not weary in well-doing. God takes for granted that we got sense enough to say, you know what? If there's benefits and so on to the Spirit, I'm just going to talk about 
people that's going to sow in the spirit, sow in the word of God, keep doing good things. He said, let us. He's talking to you and I. Be not weary in well-doing. He don't talk about the flesh anymore. God takes for granted if you want good results, you're going to sow good seeds. Let us be not weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap what? If we faint not, if we don't lose heart, if we don't give up, if we don't become discouraged. So many people have quit over the years before their harvest ever manifested. They give up before they see their healing. You're standing for your children's salvation and seem like they're getting worse and the devil will try to wear you down because he knows there's a due season. There's a due season for your healing. God has promised you and I that we would be the lender and not the bar. There will come a day you pay your call, you pay your house off, but people get so frustrated, they give up. They leave church. They don't read the word. They don't pray anymore because they begin to lose courage or become discouraged. Amen. The Amplified puts it this way, verse 9. Look what the Amplified says. And let us not lose heart. Grow weary. All of us get weary. We're human beings. We're, we have flesh. We get tired. Sometimes we get tired of praying, standing, speaking the word of God. But he said, no, don't grow weary and acting uh, nobly but, uh, uh, and faint and acting nobly and doing right for induced time. There's an appointed season we shall reap if we don't loosen, do not loosen and relax our courage and relax and faint. People give up and quit. And there have been people over years that have given up and quit. There were people during the pandemic. And we look at this nation and we look at all the, the challenges this nation is going through. And we look at our own personal lives. And then we look at the pandemic. And then we look at all the different issues. And then we look at all, you know, there's this and that. And, 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 and you got the IRS and you got kids and you got school and you got, you know, now, now this pandemic is the main thing that this has affected all of our lives. And there are people, Christians, that in the midst of this say, you know what, I'm just not going to read the word, it's too much. All of a sudden, I don't know if you realize, the suicide rate has tripled during the pandemic the last two years. Because people are losing heart. There's a spirit of hopelessness that's trying to come over this land. And if you don't watch it, it will come on you. Even Christians. Listen, don't think you're beside. That's why I said don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. See, what he's saying is continue to sow good seeds and you're going to reap a harvest. And when you stop sowing good seeds, praying, standing for your children, standing for your salvation, standing for your debt cancellation, you allow the devil to deceive you because there's a due season. There's a time and purpose for everything under the heaven. And people, we get weary. We get worn out. We get tired. Matter of fact, that is the MO. That's the method of operation of the enemy. He tried to come in and little by little, do you like he did, Peter? I prayed for your faith that it fell not. Satan desired to sift you like we messing with your car, messing with your job, messing with your body, messing with your finances, messing with your marriage. And it seemed like one thing after another, to you, sometimes you just get tired because we are human beings. And he wants to wear out the saints. That's what Daniel put this up. Daniel, I think it's 7 9. It's one of my kiddies. Hopefully we got it. If not, 
Daniel. Seven what? Twenty-five. And he shall speak. This is talking about the spirit of the Antichrist, Satan himself. Great words against the Most High. See, Satan has come against God. Satan knows he has but a short time. He's going to hell, and he's trying to get you to give up. He's trying to wear you out. He's trying to wear you down. He shall speak words against the Most High and shall wear out or wear down who? The saints. Wear them out. Mess with their children. Mess with their family. Mess with their home. Mess, and they will eventually quit. But I want you to know the devil has come up against the wrong group of people. There's a remnant of people. I don't care what the devil do. I don't care. We refuse to quit. That's the key to longevity. Why you think we are celebrating 41 years? We would not let the devil wear us down or wear us out. There was times that we got tired. But at those times, that's when you wait on the Lord and he shall renew your strength and you will mount up with wings of an eagle. That's not the time to quit. When you get tired, when you get weary, don't run from God, run to God. Go boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace, strength, to help in the time of need. And then, by the way, think about it. If the enemy is fighting you, trying to discourage you, wear you out and wear you down, it must be because you're close to something. It must be that you're close to due time. It must be because you're about to give birth to your dream. Otherwise, why would I be going through this pressure? Why would the enemy be trying to discourage me? If I'm going to die, I'm going to die anyhow. If I ain't going to get the house, I'm gonna, I ain't going to get it anyhow. If my business going to fail, it's going to fail anyhow. But why is the enemy constantly? Because he's peeped over into your future. And the best is yet to come. And he's counting on you giving up. Quit coming to church. Stop listening to Pastor D's. But there's a remnant of people that have made up their mind. I refuse to quit and I cannot be defeated. Don't let the devil wear you out. You think me and Joyce ain't been through nothing over the years? But we hung in there together. We all have trials and tests. Jesus said if you be in this world, you shall have tribulation. But... Cancel all that out. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I don't know what you're going through today. But if you, where, where are you going to be five years from now? Five months from now? Longevity is people who refuse to quit. Don't let the devil wear you out and wear you down. I'm more consistent than the devil. Are you listening to me? You are more consistent than the devil. So then let me put this statement up then. So life consists of different seasons. Notice there's a due season. There's an appointed time. Life consists of, due se of different seasons. But we must keep sowing good seeds regardless of adverse circumstance. Remember, let us be not weary in well-doing. I know, folks, sometimes you look around, you pick up the paper, you turn on CNN, CBS, and I ain't telling you to go home and do that. That's what's your problem. ABC and all, and feed on bad news. And sometimes you look at all the, all the disagreement, all the, the controversy, all the, the, the disharmony, all the division, all the injustices. And it seemed like sometimes, it seemed like that the unrighteous people being rewarded. 
People don't even fear God. They ain't in church. Billionaires, cussing, lying. She said, hate God, hate everything about God. And it seemed like, and there's this voice that said, well, what's, why, why are you still doing good? Why don't you just cheat on like everybody else? Why don't you just be like everybody else? And that's what he's trying to tell us. No, keep sowing good seeds. Because those are the wicked who prosper in the world. It seemed like, that's right, on the surface. But there's a way that seemed it right unto man, but in the end thereof it leads to death. And what has happened, a lot of Christians have let go of stuff. and let, Quit sowing to the Spirit and reading the Word and coming to church. Because they got to looking at the things that's coming on this earth. And say, that ain't right and this ain't right and why is this happening? Where's God in all of this? He's the same place he was before all of this started. He's right there with you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, praise God. God hasn't left. There was one young man whose who, who son, he was believing for his son, and his son was sick, and he was believing for his healing, and, 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 and in the midst of him praying, his son died. And he, he had believed God for his healing and confessed all the healing scriptures, and, and he's got before the Lord and he said, God, where were you when my son died? And just this quick, the Lord spoke and said, God spoke and said, the same place I was when my son died. I never left you. And what the enemy will try to do is lose Get you want you to lose heart because of something negative. There's different seasons in life. I buried people that I love in my own family. Low times, high times. And life is going to change. It's going to take you through different seasons. Are you listening to me? And you've got to learn to outlast those tough seasons. He said, I'm at the same place I was when my son died. God has never left you. God, listen. And what the enemy wants you to do is become discouraged. Well, why did someone that I really encouraged me had to die in my life? Seemed like people that really was close to me in my life, my, my brother, my mom, and stuff. And, and, and I feel like, oh, I'm all alone. But then, then you know, sometimes we get discouraged. But here's the thing. Sometimes God only had those people in your life for a season. Maybe their job was just to get you on track. I'm just going to get my job is to get you to the train, the, the, the train station. And once you get on track, it's right, you get, now God is saying, run with it. The Bible says, look it unto Jesus. And there's all types of stuff that had happened in our life. When we started out 41 years ago, no one who knew Pastor Diggs was. That's why I realized all God wanted me to do is just share my life. Nothing deep this morning. I just refused to quit. I would get tired. I'd get, I didn't know what to do. Started off, didn't know where to go, how to start a church, anything. All I knew, there was a call on my life. Started in a little YMCA, doing a Bible study. And the enemy said, look at you. you. You need to quit. You need to stop. Ah, he was just trying to discourage me then. That's why the devil will try to discourage you on your infant stage when you start something because that's when you have the most questions. And then we went from there to another little room. Well, how are you going to do this? And how are you going to pay for that church? You ain't going to never be nowhere. How are you going to be on television? How? He'll get you to compare yourself with other people and seem like they're further along to try to discourage you. Look at them. They got there. They, yeah, they in that. Let God bring you yours. And so what I'm trying to say, that was years ago. But the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And God began, because I refused to quit. God showed me the next step, the next building, the next dream, the next passion. And as I walked in those steps, hey, though thy beginning be small, thy, 
latter end shall greatly increase. See, you can't see all where God is taking you right now. But God has already ordained your future. He said, I know the plans that I have taught you. There are plans of good and not of you. I'm going to give you a good, watch this, expected end. Where you are now is not where you're going to always be. That's what they told me, that little boy in the wild. He ain't going to never be nothing. But look what God had. I had a vision for the world, and I want you to know God has given you a vision. And whatever your vision is, don't you let go of it. Write the vision. Make it plain. Don't it tarry. Wait on it, because in the end, it will speak for itself and not lie. So there are different seasons. Look at these scriptures here, and I'll just try to expedite. Ecclesiastes says, it's everything, there's a season. See, there's a new season. There's a time for your children going to come in. There's a fixed day for you to get the title to your car, house. Or, yes, yes, if you don't get weary, you will reap in due season. To every purpose under heaven, watch this. And a time to be born, a time to die. What he's saying, between the time you're born and the time you leave this planet, that don't mean you got to die. Everybody don't have to die because when Jesus come here, I'm talking about physically. The Bible says, we which are alive, every man shall be what? So when Jesus returns, does that not imply there's going to be some people still living? I believe I'm going to be one of them people. I don't know that maybe you might want to go by the grave. That's okay. But he said, with long life, you're satisfied. Me, I ain't satisfied. Maybe you satisfied with 30, 40, 50 years. Man, I, I plan on being here a long time. Matter of fact, praise God, hallelujah. You're going to hear about Grandpa did, still got anointing on him. He's still going strong. I'm talking about keys to longevity. Just because you get old don't mean you have to get senile. Rocking in a chair, losing your mind, can't remember nothing, and, you know, shaking and like it. No, 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 no. Caleb and Joshua, God says, I've given you the, the, the land of Canaan. And for 45 years, the Bible says, 40 years ago, I was 40 years old when God first spoke to me. And now, there you go, I'm 85. I've been standing for 40, and as my strength was then, so is my strength now. And as I was made for water, I can still go out and take them out. Give me longevity. It's not what you start, it's what you do consistently. And too many Christians are giving up before their dream manifests. So there's a season, a time to plant, seed, sowing, and reaping. Time to pluck up that which is planted. Some of you been sowing seeds of your children, finance home, and giving up. Because the enemy is wearing you out. Look at this. Look at that. Now I'm going to look under Jesus. Look at this other scripture here. God said in motion, son, called seed time and harvest. How many of you have lights on your car? Put your hand up. I hope everybody do if you have a car. You know why you got lights on your car? Because General Motors, Ford, Chevrolet, Mercedes men understand there's a law. It's going to be night and day. So you can't change that. So we got to adjust to the law. While there remain seed time. I like to put a hyphen behind that. See, it says seed time, one word. But seed, so the seed, the word of God is a seed. How many of you know that? It's the incorruptible seed. Everything God has promised you in this word, it's a seed. The sower, sower, the 
word. I'm sowing to you the promises of God. Seed time and what? Harvest. Give it time, you will what? Reap your harvest. Cold and heat. How many of you not only have air conditioning, but have heat in your house? Why? Because they recognize that there are different seasons, particularly in North Carolina. And if you're smart, you're going to get central air and central heat. Because this morning, if you, all you have air conditioning, you was in trouble. So you can't change certain law. Now watch this. Summer and winter, God set the seasons. That's why there's a winter time, springtime, a summertime. Stuff die in the season of winter. Leaves change and they die. But that stuff that seemed dead, all of a sudden when spring come around, there's a law, there's new life, there's new blood. And some of you might be in that dead season. But if you don't quit, if you don't give up, I'm here to tell you new life. Resurrection power is on the way. What you can't see, God is working it out. Notice he said, and day and night shall not, what? Cease. Well, while the earth remain. Are we on earth? Are you, some of you are like, oh, on earth. It's not March. Well, this law is working. Seed time and harvest. And what the devil do, he deceives people. You start sowing seeds for your children, seeds for your finances, seeds for that. And because you didn't see it, the next day or a week later, people get weary and well do it. There's a law called seed time and harvest, and it's working right now. Everything God has promised you, the Spirit of God, the angels of God out there working on your money, working on your children, working every promise, everything you've been sowing in the Spirit. God says, don't be deceived. People get deceived when they quit. That's what the enemy thought he was going to do with me. I was out here the other day, and I started crying when the, choir, when the praise team was here because I realized that all y'all guys, if I would have quit, I would have never knew you. You wouldn't know, Pastor Dick, and that wouldn't have changed my destiny one bit. It just means, look what I was called to do. Look at the lies I was supposed to. See, the devil will get you. You can't see all the people your life is going to influence. If you quit now, get weary. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God set a universal law in motion called seed time and harvest. Look at Isaiah 50. I'm going to give you my quick version. Isaiah 50. I just want to encourage you this morning. I don't know what season you're in, but God does. He's declared your end from the beginning. And no one life is a mistake. That's what they said about me. Diggs lost his mind. Diggs crazy. That bone drug, he ain't going to never be nothing. Don't allow other people to define you when God has already defined you. Huh? That's what happened to a lot of you and your family. You let for your own loved ones define. That boy, he's going to be just like a daddy. He's going to be just like him. He ain't going to be that. He's going to be just like that. And his granddaddy. Yeah, yeah, daddy worked at the chicken house. Granddaddy worked at the chicken house. You're going to work at Holly Farm tonight. God has a future for me. So if you don't have a future, and that's, let, let me say this. I don't want to overlook this. You've got to understand your purpose and your dream because if you don't, that's why you're getting weary. Because if God called you to do something, you might be going through hell and high water, but that's your dream is what keeps pulling you forward. Where there's a vision, the people perish. 
and you're going to have opposition. You might get tired. I remember all the things we went through trying to build the ministry and find out this and that and government and passing this and how you get this incorporated and do it. It was one arm stuck after another. And there was a part of me saying, quit, just quit. Just go on and be what you want to be anyhow. And that was a park ranger. Go out to Jellystone Park. Go out to the, your seminary. Enjoy. I, I love that, man. I, that's what I really wanted to do. And I thought about it one or two times. One time I did quit. I wasn't headed to Yosemite Park, but I was on my way to Jamaica. I, I got tired. We was in the first building. I said, I'm tired of this. Preaching to people, giving your life. They act like they don't appreciate you and this and that and everything. I work hard at what I do. I study my Bible. They didn't do anything. And nobody had no passion on me. I need to be encouraged. Somebody. Why don't they know I was having a good pity party? I mean, you know the devil will get in your pity party. It was feeling good. And I said, I ain't going to preach. And I, I said, I ain't going to tell nobody. And I said, Sunday morning, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't even going to church. I'm just going to let them be looking for me. Then they're going to realize how much I mean in their life. Everybody going to be here, where the pastor, where the pastor. Well, y'all should have cheated me better. I would have been there. So I got in my car, headed down 85 South, on my way to Jamaica. You didn't hear what I said. I'm on my way to Jamaica, the island of Jamaica, 85 South. Don't ask how I'm going to get there. All I know, I had a vision. I'm quitting the church. I'm going to go be some dread. I'm going to be like Bob Marley. I'm going to become a, a, a Rastafarian. And I was feeling good in my pity party. And I got as far as Greenville, North Carolina. And I looked at my gas needle and realized I had no gas. And God said, you better turn this car around. You know that I know that you know that I know that you know you ain't going to quit. <laughs> I said, God, don't talk to me. I'm telling God, don't talk. I'm trying to, see, I'm trying to, don't be looking at me like y'all ain't never felt like that. Like, ooh. And I begin to think about what, all what God had brought me from. That he is the author and the finisher of your faith. Whatever God started in you, don't get tired. He'll finish you. Amen. I turned that car around. Made it just back in time tonight. I was tired, but out there Sunday morning. Nobody never knew. They almost did not have a pastor. Why am I telling you this? Because I don't want you to quit. Because look at now. Look what all God has. Look, you don't know. I have not seen, you have not heard the things God has prepared. It's obvious your future is greater than your past. That's why he's fighting you. Okay, Isaiah 50, verse 4. Isaiah 50, verse 4. So we get, all get weary. We're human beings. Everybody in here. We get tired. Jesus got tired in the garden of Gethsemane. Father, if it's any other way, I'm tired. Let this cup pass me. Nevertheless, not my will. See, that's what we want to do. Sometimes we, but time be done. And he went a little far. What if Jesus would have gave up on you and I? We wouldn't have been here. We would have been lost. See, you never know the people that's connected to your obedience and your future. Satan will make you think it's just you. But it's the people you're called to encourage and help. And people are watching your life on the job. And because you didn't quit, someone else won't quit. Someone else didn't give up. Now listen to me. Isaiah 50, real, real, real. Look, look, look at this real good. Look at verse 4, one verse of scripture. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned. 
that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is what? Weary. Weary. That's what God will do. God knows exactly what everybody's going through. And if you will pray and support me one way or another, how, do I have any witnesses? It's going to come from the pulpit through your man of God. Everything you, you thought about giving up, you thought about quitting, you were going through something with your body, with your finance children, and one way or another, the Holy Ghost will have it come through the pulpit because God says, no, I'm going to give you a word in the season. I know what season they're in. I know what they're going through in their body, in their marriage, in their finances. And when you pray for your man of God, God says he'll give me a word to, in season to him that is weary. He, he waked me in the morning, uh, morning, and he waked make it my ear to hear it as the learn. Where do you think these messages come from? God wakes me up. God says sometime in the morning, at night, get up. I write down what the Spirit of God is saying. I'm not trying to get a message for y'all. I'm trying to get a message for me. And in my fellowship with God, God knows what you're going through. That's why it's important to come to church that we not just stay home and stream because the one that's got the word for your life when you're going through a battle, when you've been diagnosed with cancer, when you've been, been, been oppressed by the devil in fear is the one, the set man. God will give me a word for the weary. How many times have you stumbled in here anyhow? Didn't feel like coming. There wasn't no reason to coming. All hell broke loose you were tired frustrated why am I going to church and here come your man of God with a word I believe right now this is a word for the weary somebody that was ready to give up someone that was ready to quit said I'm glad I came I'm glad I pressed my way because now my spirit has been encouraged hallelujah my faith has been restored I'm getting my joy back I'm getting my day because I got a word from God and one word from God can change your life but if you're not here if you're not in a position I mean I didn't make you come to church you could have stayed home that's what the enemy wanted you to do in your frustration Elijah got frustrated a prophet of God the anointing came on him I ran to King Travis for 20 miles but he destroyed 450 prophets of Baal. And Jezebel said, tomorrow this time, you're going to be like one of them. He got scared, and the Bible says he ran. He went a day's journey, expecting that anointing to come on, and got under a juniper tree. Got weary. And said, Lord, they done killed all the Christians. Threw down all the churches. And I'm the only Christian left in there. Even I. And I request that now kill me. Well, if he wanted to die, Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you tomorrow. Just stay there. He didn't want to die. He was depressed. Huh? And what did God tell him? He was in a cave. And during that pandemic, we all went out of cave. We was in seclusion and tired and weary and wondering, would life ever be normal again? And some of us lost loved ones or people that we knew died and all this fussing and going on and all the chaos we see in this nation. The devil had us in a cave and he wanted to keep you in darkness. And God spoke to Elijah and said, what doest thou here? You know why you can't hear my voice? You are not in position. Get up out of the cave and go stand on the mountain. Go to church and when he went to the mountain 
and said, I'm going to church anyhow, pandemic or no pandemic. If I can go to Walmart, I can go to church. Hallelujah. If I can go to the cookout, I can go to the church. If I can go to Disney World, I can go to the church. I ain't let, and he got in position, and all of a sudden, God spoke. The Bible said there was a fire, but God wasn't in the fire. There was a wind, but he wasn't in the wind. But there was a still small voice said, I got 7,000 men that have not bowed their knee to the image of Baal. Are you listening to me? You got to be in a position to hear the word. And if you stay home and stay in your cave in fear, I'm not talking about not respecting the pandemic. I'm talking about letting fear paralyze you then you're going to miss your word in season. Notice it's a do word in due season. You had a right word in the wrong season. Your husband watching the NFL football, whoever his favorite team is playing, they in the playoffs, they winning or losing. And right in the middle of that, you're going to baby, will you take the garbage out? Right word, but it's the wrong season. He ain't going to do it. Don't get mad. Should have held that. Didn't get ready to score. Same thing about y'all men. Tell your women. She been struggling. She knows she's struggling with her weight. And she been trying to lose the weight and put some off. And she can see her dress and pants are getting tight. And, you, and then you got to hit. Now, here you come talking about, ain't, there, ain't them pants, ain't that dress kind of tight on you? Wrong word, bro. In the wrong seat. You in trouble. It might take you three months to dig out that hole. You should have held that. Well, I don't need to hear that. I've been working and trying to do this. I know I'm not. I know that. And if you would have had baby with your old jelly belly, then you would have. See, all hell done broke loose. So you got to have the right word in the right season. Remember we talked about the, the Ecclesiastes? I just stopped on two. There's a time to speak and there's a time to be solid. There's a time of war and there's a time of peace. There's a time to rend and there's a time to sow. There's a time to plant and there's a time to pluck up that with his plant. There's a time, are you listening to me? You got to understand the season. That's where the Holy Ghost comes in. And that's why you're here this morning. Somebody hit a wall and God has said, I'm giving the word to the weary. This is your season. Hallelujah. What I started in you I'm gonna fit but y'all are in position to hear I'm trying to close somebody at home know what I'm talking about come on Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet he felt like God had deceived him he said I ain't preaching no more he sat down I refused to I ain't I felt like that crazy stiff neck strong Moses same way call them stiff neck folks Yet it was like fire. Huh? He said, I, I quit. Why am I giving you these biblical people? Let you know you ain't the only one, but they made it. By faith, they all made it. Huh? God had to speak to them. And said, go down to the potter's house. You know where the potter's house is? Right here. He said, at home, depressed, you can't hear me. He said, there. I will cause thee to hear my word. That's why sometimes television is good, all that stuff is good, but the one God going to give the word you need is right here. And he went down to the potter's house, and there was a potter who worked the work on the wheel. 
and the trade was marred just like sometime your life, your dream, your vision. My God, I lost my job. I got fired. This pandemic mixed up every, oh, they're going to foreclose it on my house. Look like your dream is marked. But he didn't get any new clay. He took the same clay and begin to reshape it and remold it. God will reshape your life. God will, re I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what you're going through. And the Bible says he made a vessel that was beautiful. And he said, it's not as the, as the clay is in the hands of the potter, so are you in my hand. I can reshape and remold your life. But if you quit, you give a word to the weary. Mm. So then the Holy Spirit, I got clothes. Put this up. Get about that. Thank you. I need some love. I need to feel just a little love. After 41 years, I need just a little love. You're lonely sometimes. So the Holy Spirit gives us a pastor with the right word and due season. But if you're not in position to have a man of God you can depend on, you've been just diagnosed with someone in your family with cancer, you need a word from God. When opposition comes, you need a word from God. When your children own drugs and, I, and you don't know what to do, you need a word from God. And my job is to spend time with the Holy Spirit, and it never fails because he knows what we're all going through. And I listen to him. He'll come through, your man of God. Now, am I saying I'm the only one you can get a word? No. You can listen to a CD. You can listen to a DVD. You can get a word from whoever you want to. You can go to a witch and get a word if you want it. You go to Warlock. You can read the horoscope. What is the word? The word. What do my horoscope say? I can tell you. Horror. People go to the wrong place and get the wrong word. I'll give you two scriptures on this. I might just close. 1 Corinthians 3, 5. We'll show you exactly what I'm talking about. 5 and 6. Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos? Who then is Pastor Diggs? Huh? Who am I? But a minister whom you believe. I believe he's a man of God. Even as the Lord gave to some man, someone, every man. God gives every one of us someone to speak into your life. You can get in rebellion and be a, you know, I'm just a long ranger. I go where the spirit leads. The long ranger had Tonto. Ain't nobody no long range. God going, you're you going to need somebody to speak in your life. And the key is getting under the one God gave you. And we're talking about be not deceived. There's a due season. Notice what Paul said. I have planted. Planted what? The word. Someone else you might listen to, water. But guess what? God gives increase. God says, while the earth remains, seed time and heart shall not. I'm going to increase everything that the one I gave you say it because he's planning the word. He, he said it, but it's my word. I'm going to get an increase. The seed is the word of God. So your increase is in the mouth of the one God gave you. Your children's salvation is in the mouth of the one. I, the sent one, the sent one, not the went one. See, people think just because a preacher go down and get a store fund and ah, I'm going to join that church. You better find out was he sent or did he just went. Why? Next scripture. 
I'm showing you why people are not seeing increase. The one with the word and your weariness is the one God gave you. Now, I'm not giving to everybody. But those who know that I'm giving to them, it's like Antoine. Daddy, Abba, Father, that's my daddy. And the victory over my daddy is a, see, I ain't said nothing. See, you ain't going to be like no Mari Pulbert, find out who the daddy is. If you've been born of the spirit, you know who your daddy is. Who the daddy? We ain't got with no Antoine. I don't need no blood test. That's my daddy and that's my mama. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? How shall they believe in him they've not? Huh? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Now, right there's where we go. Well, yeah, I know this preacher down there. That's you. Wait a minute. He ain't through. Keep going. And how shall they preach except they be sent? Did God send you that man of God? Who then is Paul? Who did? The one God sent to me. God sent me a man of God. God sent me to this church and put me under that ministry. She ain't for everybody, but the word to the weary is to those who understand where you've been sent and who, you, who God has sent you. As this is written, watch this. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Notice he didn't say nothing about a CD. See, you can listen to a CD and get a word. Notice he ain't saying nothing about television. You can turn on the TV. I'm going to watch TBN. I'm going to watch God. They start. You can watch all day long, preachers. But he's talking about the sent one. He's talking about the feet. CDs don't have feet. Your television, he's talking about you sitting here under your man of God, said, oh, my God. He, I'm so glad I came to church because everything I was going through, the sent one, my man of God, the one God gave to me, has given me a word in my weariness. And guess what? I'm about to mount up with wings of an eagle. I came here weak. I came here about ready to give up. But I'm going to run and be not weary. People don't know who God sent That's why it's important for everybody to come to church. I'm not knocking people home streaming. Uh, hey, members, you know I love you. I see y'all guys everywhere, right? It's up to you, your comfort zone. But what the devil is trying to do is keep you from getting to the feet of the sent one. Are you listening to me? Let me get ready to close Isaiah 40. I'm doing the best version I can to get y'all out of here. Isaiah 40. Because I, I know it's anniversary. We spent some time praising God. Some of you probably ain't been online this long, but you'll be okay. <laughs> Isaiah 40, verse 28. You don't do all that praising God. Now you won't fall to sleep. Now you're tired, hot. <sighs> now this is time to hear the word. You were jumping around here, swinging on the chandelier. Now listen a little bit. Antoine had to hear about it. <laughs> Just give me a few more minutes here. Isaiah 40. What am I trying to show you? You can get the word through a whole bunch of channels, but the one that's going to get that weariness off your life is the one who God sent you. His feet becomes beautiful. See, that's why I'm calling this keys to longevity. Pastor Diz couldn't have made it. If, well, we just didn't quit. We just said we ain't going to quit. Real quick, Isaiah 40. You was at 50, 40, 10 back. Ready? Should be there. I don't know what's taking you so long. 
Here we go. Verse 28. Have you not heard? And all we're going to do is one translation. This. That's all I need. Have you not heard? Well, I might use one bit of it. That the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he doesn't faint. He fainted not, neither does he get weary. God don't quit. God look at all of this stuff going on in the earth. He said, you know what? I'm going to still have a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. He give it power to who? You ready to faint? He give it power to the faint. And them that have no might, he what? Increase your strength. Even the you, even the best of us shall faint and get weary. We're talking about overcoming weariness. How do you have longevity? The young man shall utterly fall, but they that wait, they that wait, they that wait. When, you, when you're standing for your healing, it's about are you going to give up or are you going to wait? When you're standing for your children's salvation, are you going to give up or are you going to wait? When you're standing for your finances, breakthrough, are you going to give up or are you going to wait? So many people get weary and well-doing, and they forfeit their reward. They that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength and mount up with wings of an eagle. They shall run and be not weary and walk in thy faith. Can I just get verse 31 in this? Amplified? Because I want you to see something. They that wait. I want you to see what wait means. They that wait. Expect. Wait means to expect. To look for. Hope in. Shall change. There's a renewal. Renew their strength and power. And they will lift up their wings and mount up close to God. That's the problem why people get weary. You get so far away from God. No word. No church. Nobody preaching to you. No one encouraging you. Mount up close to God as the eagle mount up to the sun. Huh? The eagle mounts up to the S-U-N sun. We mount up and get close to God to the S-O-N. And what happens in his presence? They will run and be not weary. There you go. That's how you overcome. Walk and not faint. He says, in other words, put up my statement. Got to get rid of the clothes. Got to get rid of the clothes. How you need to wait. What it means. Wait on God the same way you wait on a waiter or a waitress. Some of you, you know you ain't cooked nothing. You know you're going to Longhorn. You know you go to Applebee's. Some of you, ain't, and I'm not knocking you not cooking. Ain't nothing wrong with that. These, are these new age women, I ain't cooking nothing. We going to go. And ain't nothing wrong with that. But my point is, you're getting ready to go to a restaurant. Red lobster somewhere. Everybody for you. That's why you're looking at me with these anxious eyes. All right. They'd be glad I came. I'm getting hungry. They that you wait on God the same way you went on waitress or waiter. How? In expectation for service. So what he's saying is you don't get weary. You don't get weary. You wait like the eagle wait. You know that if you go to a restaurant, Time today. You put your order in. I want flounder, shrimp, slaw, and iced tea. And do you do what? Are you hoping and wondering you're going to get in food? No, you don't put your order in. It's just a matter of time. It's not if, it's when. I got some food coming. I ain't going nowhere. My flounder's on the way. My shrimp is on the way. My salmon is on the way. 
Why? You expect that's what he's saying. When you wait on God, you done stood for your healing. You done stood for your children. Now the devil's trying to get you tired. Uh-uh. I'm waiting. I'm expecting. It could happen any day. It could happen any time. I'm not about to quit. I'm not about to give up. Wait also means to minister unto. It means to start praising God. Are you listening to me? I'm not just going to wait. I'm going to start praising God in advance for my money. Start praising God in advance for my healing. I'm going to begin to minister to the Lord. I'm going to be because it's not a matter if, it's when. Breakthrough is a matter of time. Matter of fact, it's right around the corner. It could happen before you get home today. God can be bringing your children in. God can be turning your finances around, turning that court case, turning that job situation. You're just waiting. You expect it the same way you wait on a wait. And you, when you do, something happens. You begin to mount up with wings of an eagle. An eagle is a very unique bird. It can see up to two miles out. When the storm and all those big storm sails are coming, all the other animals down here, the fox, the bird, everything, I mean the bird, the fox, the, all of those things run for cover. The eagle already sits high. He's already elevated. He sees the storm and he locks his wings in an upcline fix the same way when you're going on a runway and those aliens go down. That's to catch that draft of that wind, and instead of that storm bringing you down, it begin to lift. That plane begin to lift, and it gets higher and higher and higher. As long as those, those aliens are locked on those wings, until you get to 10,000 feet, and they say, now you are free to move about the cabin, and you go above the star, you go above the cloud, and you realize the sun is still shining. The sun shines every day. It's just the clouds that's in between you and the sun. And when you mount up with wings of an eagle, you go past the storm. You're sent over the storm, and you go up close to the sun. And what happens is when that eagle has eaten bad food, such as some bad meat, an eagle, are not, are not, they're, not, they're not dirty birds. They're not scavengers. They eat salmon. And every now and then, they'll get some bad meat and they make them sick. But when they mount up to the sun, S-U-N, it begins to draw all the poisons out of his body. There's a renewal in it. And that eagle just soars and mounts up until all the poisons, all the bad stuff is drawn out of his body. And then when the storm is over, he just comes right back and sits. And I want you to know that's how you survive every storm. I don't know what storm that you're facing, but God says you're going to mount up with wings of an eagle. You're going to look the devil square in the eye. You ain't running. Sickness, disease, death square in the eye. How you think we made it this far? 41 years it was the grace of God. Grace to heaven. Done all to stand. Stand! You mount up with wings of an eagle. And when the storm is over, you're still standing. And people, my God, that church is still going on. It's been 41 years. I know hell and high water. I happen to know for myself this happened and that happened. But here they are, 41 years later. What's the key to longevity? Don't get weary. Don't you give up. Get in his presence. Stay close to God. And there's a renewal process. And he will renew your strength. Let me get this last scripture, Philippians chapter 1. And I'm through. Doing the best version I can. No, no, no. You know what? Go back. I might end with this. I'm rushing. Go back and put that statement up. There's some, Psalms 27. You quit believing for your children. Quit believing. You get tired. I just quit. I ain't going to never get out of that. I ain't going to never get my healing. Psalms 27, verse 13. 
I had fainted. That's what happened. People faint. They give up unless I believe. The minute you quit believing, the change is on the way. The children are coming in. That your healing is manifest. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord right here in the land of the living. God says, if you don't faint, if you don't get weary, everything that you have believed me for, you're going to see it. Why a lot of people don't see it? Because they quit and they give up and they forfeit their reward. Now, when you die and go to heaven, right here. And I'll, now I'll close. And thank y'all guys for staying with us streaming. Thank you for giving us time to celebrate on this happy uh, 41-year anniversary. What's the last scripture? Philippians. No, Philippians. Let's close. For it is God, look at it, verse 13, which worketh in you, and I'll close with this, both the will to do his good flesh. Even when you give up on yourself, God won't give up on you. Everybody been there, I'm just tired. I ain't going to church. That preacher, I, ain't, I don't want to hear no tape. I'm tired. Leave my children, leave my finances. That's when God working in you. Now look at the Amplified as we close. This is what's so amazing, because some people backslide, some people thought God was going to leave them alone if you get high. Well, if I just go to the bar. Well, maybe if I go and watch this. For not in your own strength, it was God who is all the while. I read that. You mean God never? Yeah, he never quit working on you, even when you give up on yourself. There are a lot of people during the pandemic that gave up, but God said, I ain't going to quit working on you. I'm going to talk to you at home. I'm going to talk to you at the drug house. I'll talk to you if you get drunk. I don't care. See, a lot of people think when you, when, when you get in church, but God said, uh-uh. Uh-uh. God said, no. It was God all the while. Even in your disobedience, why is he especially working and energizing? That's what it is. You lost the energy. Creating in you the power and the desire, both the will to do his work and good pleasure and satisfaction in life. God says, because you gave up on me, I ain't going to give up on you. How did we make it 41 years? wouldn't give up and when I wanted to God says I'm going to work in you I'm going to work from the inside out some of you know exactly what I'm talking about and we'll put this last statement up and we'll go home God bless you thank you for being patient even when we want to quit God will re-energize us <laughs> come on sometimes we just lose energy that's, what, that's how we get weary we lose our energy I'm tired of you man look at my finances home bills problems God says I will re-energize you don't, don't, don't put that scripture up. It's Jeremiah. It's when he said, I'm not preaching anymore, but it was like fire shut up in my mouth. And what you're going to have to do is resist. I do want you to put up this last statement. You got to learn to resist. Why? Weariness weakens your resistance to opposition. And that's all. When, you, when you're weak, you don't feel like fighting. You don't feel like talking. Yeah, matter of fact, some of you go to cussing. I'm tired. You know, don't be 